0: How you're going? Well, I just wanna give God the glory and thank thank everyone for for their prayer. Thank you um for allowing us me and my family to be here this morning to share with you. Um, I love having these kinds of opportunity because it's uh it's stretching for me because I'm one that, I can sit in my comfort zone and I can stay there all the time but when God wants to stretch and when I be obedient instead of me trying to run the show, God does what he wants to do and I just lap up the blessing. So I'm um, yeah, before I go anywhere, I might just open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Father, for this morning. I thank you, Father, that you stir our heart. Father, I pray, Lord God. Father, my prayer is that we don't leave here the way we came, in the mighty name of Jesus. Have your way. Father, we thank you, Lord, that even as we go out this week, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you just stir our hearts, that we can have an impact on neighbours, family, workmates, whatever, but Father, that your will be done. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Righto, before I start, I just thought I'd just better give you an intro on who this strange gory lad up the front is. Um, I can talk a little bit funny, my wife tends to tell me that, Um, so if you hear me saying words like deadly or stuff like that, it doesn't mean that. Um, there's anything threatening in that, it means that's awesome, okay? Um, that's the way I've been brought up and um, being, a, being a Aboriginal bloke, we always chuck in some of the lingo here and there, so as I tend to share sometimes over home, I chuck in different words and that we've been brought up using. So, um, so yeah, um, we come from Casino, Uh Awesome place, awesome place to get away from, but God tends to keep bringing us back. So there's, there must be something there that he's wanting us to do. Um, yeah, I've, um, well I grew up in a casino and um, basically mum, mum brought me up in the church. Uh, thankfully as I got older, I stayed there. I was a drummer in the church over home um, with COC, with AOG and uh, Arise Shine, Foursquare, those kind of churches. Um, And then I wanted to do my own thing. So I wanted to go follow the crowd and get mixed up with all all the Mughal people. All well, the Mughal people, now Mughal means naughty, so some of the followers that wanted to really play up, I'd get mixed up with. And I, I may not do it, but I'd be a follower. So um, I got to a point where I just got jack of it, and I just said, God, I'm sick of it. I want your will to be done in my life. I said, I'm not following these followers anymore. I'm not getting mixed up with following Sheila's or anything like that until you bring the right one along. Thankfully enough, God brought my wife along. Um, she came from Casino as well, but I didn't know her, which was a bit strange because Casino is only a community of 20-odd people. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, so it was strange because I went to church with Tina's mum and dad for years. And then the night I met her, I got reintroduced to her mum again and she just went on as if she hadn't known me at all. So, so anyway, we ended up getting married, have two deadly kids um, who go to school over here in Summerland and they're loving it. Um, so, so yeah, that's just part of who we are. We've come through, we've, uh, we've left Casino, we've come back, we've joined COC which is now INC and um, God has been just bringing us forward um, because we've been obedient to what he's calling us to do so we we come back we were youth pastors for a while we ran a youth program um, in the heart of the community we were ringing in 60 odd kids every now and then on a Friday night getting them off the street and just blessing them and loving them. Um, From there, the Lord's just continued to bless us and we've been ordained as youth pastors, assistant pastors and stuff like that. So that's where we are. Now, I'm sorry if I'm speaking fast too. I'm trying to get everything in because I can be long-winded, short-winded, But, um, yeah, I reckon it's an honour just to be asked to come over here and share with you. Um, After hearing that you're at the stage where you can move into your own building, to purchase your own building, to stand alone, I think that's deadly. I don't know what you personally think. But it's deadly. Like we've been to, we've been in this sort of uh, area where we've been setting up week by week or whatever or whenever you want to do stuff it's a bit hard because you've got a book in or whatever. We've done that. But I want to encourage you. It's awesome to hear that you're in a position to purchase. Um, so thank God for that. And I want to encourage you to Stretch yourself with it. Don't don't put limitations on God for what He can do. You can see that building, claim it, take it. It's yours. Now I just wanted to share a bit of the Bit of the building of, I suppose, with my, with my faith as as I was growing too. Um, I used to love my sport. Sport, I, I suppose, became part of um, could have been like a a god or something for me. So um, when when I'd be playing sport or whatever, it could have been like a hat that I was putting on. And um, what. What I'd do, I'd be playing sport, I'd be looking at the whole sporting culture, so you mix it, you're mixing in with everyone, with the, the blokes who want to just get on the grog, um, whatever else, following it all, the language and all that. You get wrapped up in it sometimes, and, you'd all, and I'd always find that I'd be wearing my sporting hat while I could be leaving my Christian hat, my godly hat, on the sideline. Now, the only reason I'm doing this is because I'm a visual kind of person, so it helps me. I don't know how how you guys are. Um, I've shared before in our church, um, on something like a title, like, I am, or we are who we are because God said we are. Now, we've got this poster, and it's pinned to the back of our toilet door. So I took the toilet door into church because I like to be a visual kind of person. Sounds a bit freaky or weird, but... It got the point across. But, um, but, yeah, in that sporting kind of event, thank you, Lord, I'd leave who I am in God on the sideline or in the dressing sheds with me bag. Where I could go out on the field, I could carry on, speak, live the way everyone else was living while I was there on that field. When I'd go back in the sheds, I could take that off and I could st- still stand there with this knowing that I've got God's covering, and I know who I am in God. Does it make sense? I had an opportunity that come up in one of would have been a, um, a rugby major semi-final, where, where we were getting ready, and I had, I had the sporting hat on ready to roll one of the non-believers in the, in the team said, here, bros, come over here and pray for us. Knocked me well and truly for six. Now, this fellow who done it, he's, he's a family of mine, and um, I thought, this bloke has never showed any interest in sharing God, talking about anything of God with me, but he's asking me now to... Pray for our team. So what he's done, he's told all the boys in the team, he said, boys, come over here, get in a huddle, as you do before you take the field. And he said, Troy's going to pray for us. And all of a sudden, this covering has just taken on a whole new meaning. So I could go into that dressing shed, I could take that field, no one, Who I am as a player, as a man of God, encouraged and built up by a non-believer wanting me to show people who I am in God. Here I go, I'm starting to shake. Now that's exciting. That was one of the best games of football that that team had ever played while I played with them. one of the best, we had the loudest crowd but we knew who we were I knew who I was I knew that I didn't have to leave God in the change rooms I knew that the sporting and me being a godly man I knew that they go, they go hand in hand Now at different times too, we go, I go to work and I've, I can get caught up in doing whatever I'm doing at work. It's the same with every one of you. We've all got so many different hats that we wear. But at the same time, we need to be mindful of am I, am I taking this hat off? To operate out of this world, to operate in my working capacity. While even who we really are in God. Because people are seeing us what people are seeing what we do as it is. People are watching. Everywhere we go, whatever we do. We're being we're being watched. Yeah? We need to be mindful that we are more than capable of still being under the covering of God. Whether it be work, whether it be sport, whether it be other community things or any other activity that we want to do. We don't need to take different ones off and still leave God on the sideline. Or leave him on the bench. God covers them all. Does it make sense? Serious, I can't. I'm, I'm excited knowing that you fellas in the position to take this building. Serious, oh Lord. Are you, are, you, are you expecting to take it? Have you got that expect, expectation? Are you, have you got a real excitement in your spirit? Pack the joint. Put a screen at the front of it and seats at the front because there's so many people that are wanting to get in and share with what you've got to share. I love that... Um, That mission statement that you've got. Can we have a look at that if it's all right? Equipping people to find intimacy with God, connection with insiders and impacting with outsiders. Oh That alone should be enough to start staring. That should, be, that should get you wound up where even, even some of the family, some of your family or your friends or whatever, get in here and see what we got. Taste and see what God is doing in our church. Philippians 1, six said, Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you. Don't lose sight of who you are just because of the other activities or the other hats that we wear. It's so easily done. I don't know if you agree, but I'm speaking from personal experience. And I know when I've walked with this hat, with all these other hats underneath it, I can go through whatever trial, I can walk in dog poo, and have the roughest week... But I know if I've still got this on, everything will work out fine. I um, I, went, I went for years um, having epilepsy and I found that that was a huge hindrance for me personally. That's, and I, I, I always found it really hard. Um... what I didn't see I think for me epilepsy might have been like one of those hats it was something that I always concentrated on and wore and it was like a stigma sort of a thing but I wore it around and I always left this to the side and then one of the last seizures I think I had My young fella, he was only young and he's seen seen Tina come out and start praying for me. And he's come out and he's just laid his hand on my head. And while you're in the middle of a seizure, you don't know what's going on. You can hear things or whatever. But he laid his hand on my head and he started praying as well. And while I was in the middle of it, I literally felt me saying to the enemy, you're not getting me. the epilepsy hat was done away with this is who i am i know who i am i tell i tell our church or my church i claim it because i claim it we're all family and i'm not too scared to stand in front of anyone and say that i'm deadly I tell them, they know it. They text me and they say, hey, deadly pastor or whatever. But I'm deadly, I know it. And that's not to give myself or puff myself up and give myself a big head or anything like that. I've got this hat on. God said I am. God said I'm more than a conqueror. God said you're more than a conqueror. God's called us to do bigger and greater things. Ephesians three twenty and 21 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. You know, if God says it, it carries weight. I'm not meaning to wear a hat in in a church or in a building. But I know who I am. Do you know who you are? Serious. This step you followers are taking is an awesome step. Grab your hat. Run with it. Know who you are. It's such a strength-based step. It's, yeah, it stirred me up. Driving over here today, I just felt that emotional coming here. And I know for me, I know when God wants to do something, I get really stirred up and I shake. And I know I can't shut up sometimes. But seriously, there's such an awesome feeling here. Awesome feeling. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom here. That's 1 Corinthians 3.17. But like I was sharing before with them hats, when different things come against us or whatever, we need to know who we are. Because it says in in 2 Corinthians 10.4-6, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So we step into that God-given authority, potential, knowing who God's called us to be, If we're stepping into that, we're overcoming everything that was just against us, yeah? Serious, I'm looking forward to coming over here and checking out this new church, eh? We'll come over and party over here with you. Stretch your faith, eh? I know I can stand up in front of people and I can be up the front and my legs are shaking and I'm nervous as. But I know when God starts staring, he wants to do something. There's nothing to worry about because this is in place. And as hard as it is, is, we're in so many hats in our lives, Every time I've found that I've taken this off, everything's gone wrong. Every time nothing has gone right. Be serious. We are so blessed when we stand in who God's called us to be. We bought a we we moved um, we were living down Evan's head we moved we moved back. Um, because I I went for a job at Casino High School. And um, when when we moved back, we rented a house. So as you do, you sign your contract and all that sort of stuff. But in the meantime, my mate rang me and said, mate, I've got to sell up. I've got a house I'm giving you first option. If you want to buy it, here's the price. There was no real estate or anyone else in, involved. It was just us over the phone. And um, he said, if you want it, here's the price. I'll sell it to you. Otherwise, I'm putting it on the market. So we had a yarn and prayed about it and that. And we just said, oh, yeah, let's do it. We can do youth in the back, back, back room or whatever. We can have church. We can do whatever we want. Um, we moved into our rental. We were there for six weeks. We got approval for a house. I hadn't even done my twelve month. What was it called? Uh, well, I had to be in the. I had to be in my position for twelve months. Um, before I've, I get the security. Anyway, we got the loan for the house. The lady that we were renting the house off, she said, the position you're in are free years from this agreement. Six weeks. I've never heard of it that you can be released from, from any kind of lease. where well, we should have been there for six months. But we were released by that. The bank came up and said, here's the money. We bought the house. It's been a blessing to us ever since. We started, we put the hat on. We started stepping into what God was calling us to do. we come back, he was calling us to be part of a youth ministry and casino. We stepped into that and in blessing after blessing after blessing. You know, it's our right to be overcomers and to be free. As I just shared, that 2 Corinthians 10, four six, That was out of the New King James Version. I just wanted to read it out of the message because I don't mind the way this is worded. The world is unprincipled. It's dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, feeding every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. I like the way that's worded. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever, that me and you, if we believe in him, will not perish. Will have everlasting life. Do you know who you are today? Do you know what hat you're wearing? I thank God for the opportunity to come in here today. I look forward to see to seeing this church in this building. I look forward to coming over a bit more and creating and having fellowship with all you guys. you know who we are, who we are because God said we are. That's the bottom line. He hasn't called us for mediocre. I've gone around for years claiming that I was only only a teacher's aide. That I was only an assistant pastor. But that was out of the recognition of one of these hats, one of these other hats, not in the God-given right, not in the God-given potential, not in the knowing, the revelation of I am who I am because this is who God says I am. Yeah, I'm one that i um within my job i uh I like to seek or i ask i ask for a lot of feedback. I was blessed with this job where I was working as a teacher's aide for eight or nine years and then I left it for a job in Malwalmba where I was an Aboriginal community liaison officer. And the office was a bit too quiet for me. I missed the people. I missed the kids running around with them, talking silly with them. So I I've put I was putting up with that for a while and then suddenly I got this phone call out of the blue from the new principal at Casino High. And he said, Mate, I want you to come and work for me. And I said, I've just left. I've only I'd only been gone four months. And he's, and he'd only just landed the position of principal just before the Christmas holidays. And he's ringing me through the Christmas holidays saying, mate, I want you to come and work for me. Over those holidays, I got about four or five phone calls from him. And I said, yeah, I said, what do you want me to do? He said, well, he said, if you come and work for me, I'm going to create a position just to employ you. Where you work directly under me, you answer to no one else but me, you come and go as you please, you do, you can set up programs, you're active in the community, you can leave the school and get involved in your kids' community, of, in the school and stuff like that. And I said, when do I sign up? And he said, mate, you'd let me take care of the logistics, I'll get back to you. And I said, the other thing is, he said, I've, I'm have i on a better wicket with this job Um, in terms of finance and stuff like that. He said, don't worry about that. He said, I'm going to create this position because I know that I want you there. And anyway, he's created the position of being there just gone over 18 months now. And um, I've shared with some of the teachers up there, I said, you know, he hasn't called me back to do a certain job. He's called me back Because he can see something. He can see something in me. He can see something that I've got to offer that school. He knows some of the things that I get done in the place. Others either can't or it takes a number of them to do. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not puffing myself up or anything like that. I know who I am. I can see, I can see and staff can see within that school that God's doing something in me, through me, within the school. Because I know who I am. I want to encourage you before I wrap up. use a rod on the edge of taking this of taking up this uh, this offering for this new building know who you are give it to God God will bless you He said in his word that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So I might just wrap up, if it's all right. Heavenly Father, Father, I thank you for everyone who's here today. I thank you for those who couldn't be Father, I thank you, Lord, that you. Father, for a fresh revelation this week. Father, of knowing who we are in you. I thank you, Father, that you go before each and every one this week in everything we say and do. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we be a blessing. Father, we thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you just stir, stir up that Father, just a, fresh, a freshness within each and every one. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for joy. Father, again, don't let us leave you the way we came in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've called us for greatness. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Father for a rise church. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Father, for the pastors who couldn't be here. Father, I thank you that you bless their family, the children, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that, Father, that you just bless them beyond, Father, everything that we're capable of even thinking. Father, I thank you that you bless, you bless us, Father, that when we're in right standing and in obedience to you, Father, you bless us. But Father I thank you Lord that when we're out of what you're calling us to do, that's on us. But Father I thank you Lord that you loved us so much that you sent your son. Father I thank you Father just for a fresh blessing on each and every one of these brothers and sisters here today. Father I thank you Lord that they're deadly going in just as they are going out. And Father, I thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.